Welcome to the latest in our Aberdeen Standard Investments Closed-End Fund podcast series, where we catch up with our closed-end portfolio managers and gain some perspective on these complex market conditions. Today, we are focused on emerging market equities with the manager of the Aberdeen Emerging Markets Equity Income Fund, ticker AEF, Nick Robinson. Welcome, Nick. Thanks, Dan. It's a pleasure to be on again. Great. Well, let's begin with an update on the emerging market space. Yeah, it's um, it's been a pretty reasonable year so far for emerging market equities. Yeah, what's been going on is essentially the the rally uh, in assets that you know, started uh, around the middle of last year uh, when when the crisis uh, kind of started to pass has continued. Um, so that rally has continued been a fairly marked the types of companies that are performing well, uh, being mostly on the value end of the spectrum rather than growth. And that's essentially been driven by a couple of things. Firstly, the discovery and now subsequent rollout of a vaccine in emerging markets so that uh, economies are now beginning to reopen and and recover. It's increasing. and then secondly, the, uh, just the amount of fiscal stimulus that's coming through. So you know, fiscal policy has been uh, pretty li- liquid uh, in the last year. Uh, monetary policy has been pretty loose. So you're just seeing quite good conditions for uh, companies to uh, generate good earnings. So, so that's really been uh, driving markets and markets have continued to pull quite well. Well, Nick, I'm curious to know, from your perspective, the mood of management at a lot of the companies that you're researching and investing in. Uh, what is their sentiment these days? Yeah, I mean, sentiment has is, is generally been pretty good. Um, yeah, most companies in the kind of goods and manufacturing side of the economy yeah, have, have had a pretty good crisis, really, uh, to be honest. There hasn't... The, the demand that they've seen for their products has, has been pretty uh, steady throughout. Yeah, where we're seeing a bit more optimism now is more in the services side of the economy. So, you know, that people are beginning to start traveling again a little bit more, uh, beginning to go to restaurants and the like. Yeah, those are, are businesses that are benefiting. I think, you know, the one slight shift perhaps in the mood in, in the last few months has been a bit more concerns from companies about, inflation so you know not just in terms of raw materials and commodities but we're also seeing more discussion of of wage inflation as well that's starting to come through so so as much as their earnings this year are still looking quite strong with them earnings forecast to be up about 30 percent year on year yeah we 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 and i think companies are beginning to get a bit concerned that some of these inflationary pressures that they're seeing might be a little bit harder to pass through um, so perhaps a slight, uh, you know, slightly more negative tone to some meetings versus uh, recent months. I'm curious, Nick, have you been able to identify any, you know, striking opportunities in the marketplace, particularly a, a sector over the past year that could benefit the fund down the road? Yeah, I mean, we've been investing more in renewable companies in the last several months. We think the renewable story is, is pretty strong at the moment. You have China announce their intention to become carbon neutral by 2060, uh, and you've had a host of 
announce their own targets in terms of uh, emissions. And that, we think, is really going to benefit a lot of those companies in the renewables uh, supply chain. So you know, companies that make parts for electric vehicle batteries, uh, companies that are in the solar panel supply chain, uh, and we've invested in a company as well that's a, a manufacturer and operator of, of wind turbines. So we think that's a you know, really exciting part of the market that has a you know, very, very um, strong tailwind in terms of future growth that the portfolio should be able to benefit from. Nick, the fund, AEF, recently modified its distribution policy for dividends. Uh, can you share the reasoning behind this? Yeah, I think the essentially the, the board of the fund were concerned with uh, the discount that the fund was trading and felt that that discount should be narrower and a way to you know, manage that discount was to uh, increase the distribution rate of the fund. Uh, so the fund has, has gone ahead to, and to do that and we expect that to be a, a steady 6.5% of net assets going forward. And does the fund apply leverage? Uh, I know a lot of uh, closed-end funds in the industry utilize gearing or leverage. What is your position with AEF? So AEF at the moment has uh, about 8% of net assets as leverage. And yet, uh, that's the level that we think is appropriate for, for this type of vehicle. Um, given the financing costs of that leverage are pretty low, from dividends on the portfolio is in excess of, of that cost. Um, and it helps... Uh, yeah, it helps essentially kind of magnify some of the returns on the fund, particularly as we've uh, enjoyed this good period of uh, of returns from the market. And leverage is one of those potential features of a closed-end fund structure. Uh, an AEF is a closed-end fund. Uh, so as a portfolio manager, from your perspective, how does that closed-end fund vehicle help you to effectively manage a portfolio of emerging market equities? Yeah, it's a particularly good vehicle for emerging markets because one feature of emerging markets is you know, some companies are, are less liquid than those companies you might find in developed markets. Uh, and so with the closed-end fund structure, not having to manage inflows or outflows into the fund on a regular basis, yeah, it really enables you to go into slightly less liquid companies uh, should, should we wish. And certainly that's the case in the fund in that we allocate a bit more in this fund towards some of the smaller opportunities that we've we found in the market and also some opportunities uh, which are particularly exciting within frontier markets. So in, uh, in Vietnam and, and Kazakhstan, which we think you know, will be very exciting from uh, capital return uh, potential. Um, but it, you know, the, the liquidity of companies in, in those markets tends to be a bit lower as well. So that closed-end structure is very much well suited to, to those types of investments. Thank you. And finally, Nick, why should investors be allocated to emerging market equities today? You know, I think it's, you know, the emerging markets are you know, increasingly important in terms of global GDP. And certainly very important in terms of the, the growth of global GDP with uh, the contribution that comes from, from China. So it's, it's a good way of generating uh, exposure to that growth. Uh, but also there's a huge amount of innovation going on in emerging markets at the moment. And some of the, 
most innovative companies in the world now are coming out of emerging markets, which I think is not something you couldn't really say 10 years ago. But being able to gain exposure to that kind of innovation that, that itself uh, is levered to the huge populations that we see in emerging market countries uh, is, is something that I think is, uh, you know, makes a, a very attractive part of, of anyone's portfolio. Well, thank you, Nick, for your insights today, and thank you especially to our listeners for tuning in. You can find out more about the fund at www.aberdeenaef.com. I'm Dan Buchanan with Aberdeen Standard Investments. Do look out for future episodes.